0: This week on Waxing the Porpoise, we're back, baby. Sick, bricked, and ready to lick. Or be licked. G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve are back in force to discuss 2003's The Last Samurai, a film that's like a meditation on honor, respect, and the fine art of not getting your head lopped off. Think of it as a cultural exchange program where the curriculum includes swordplay and soul-searching. Join us as we discuss how the film attempts to contain the twin dragons of Tom Cruise's Nathan Algren and Kat's do not Call Me mats Emoto, played masterfully by Ken Watanabe, while surrounded by a supporting cast of equally bad motherfuckers, as well as the age-old magic movie trope of overcoming substance addiction overnight. Finally, we'll recognize Tony Goldwyn as perhaps one of the best underrated movie villains of all time. The Porpoises midnight companions and keen observers dare to look inward and overcome our self-loathing to explore themes of cultural assimilation honor and the time-tested clash between tradition and modernity time is a flat circle etc
1: this is a very good
0: conversation let's wax this honor-bound porpoise Chase, don't do that. See, we're we working on his brow shop, right? We're just back in the crown shop. Right? I'm telling mom now! Don't you fucking... Dare. I'm going to call mom right now. Don't I you dare. dare. I dare. You know what, actually? I dare you. I dare right I now. Come on. <laughs> I dare you. Call mom. Mom. I'm going to call, call mom. mom. Call, mom. Mom. call mom. mom. See what happens. Mom. She can't
1: hear you. See what happens
0: when you call mom. her. Mother,
1: do it loud? See what happens mom. when you call her. I'll
0: out they go on this back and forth it's so fucking funny it reminded me of like how incredulous yeah. Tim Robinson he's like you're gonna tell oh my god <laughs> everything's fine <clears throat> oh please alright I don't even oh okay I'm glad I got this up I bought fucking 12 pack of Stella Artois cause I'm a fucking bougie being bougie right now, and uh, I got cans and I was psyched. But they're these fucking tall, skinny fucking like Red Bull hmm. bullshits. I don't like it. I don't like how it feels. Like, I should have got, I should have known because it's fuck. It was cheaper. They sell like an 18 pack in cans, and they're like, I think they're tall boys, or they're like some weird shape, and they call it a yeah. chalice. Uh huh. The chalice, can <laughs> you remember that, Ricky? Oh in, yeah, in Jamaica. Maybe. They don't call bong. They, they, that's a that's a chalice.
1: Yeah, God, that <laughs> guy was something else. I've been craving a, a nice Guinness lately. I haven't had one in over ten years, probably. But it's been sounding real real
0: nice. They are tasty. I just saw uh, There's this. I don't know what his name is. He's a big fat British dude. The big walrus mustache and he like he's like some kind of jet setter and he always he always gets a pint of guinness at like the every airport he stops at
1: Hmm. he's like
0: here to try a a little bit of guinness like right before i get on the plane and he and he drinks it and i happened to catch one the other day and i was like dude that fucking looks so tasty right now for some reason it does it sounds crazy I haven't had one since I had my last car bomb, probably, which is like five years ago. So I think the last one I had was actually at the Guinness factory in Ireland. Oh, shit. You went there?
1: Yeah, we went there. And so I don't know. This is unconfirmed, but people always talk about how it tastes so much better there. And Mm -hmm. it did taste really good. And I think it's because they tax their alcohol differently there. So it's... It has a lower alcohol content there than it does for the stuff they export, I believe. Huh. You know, because it's Ireland, they probably want to just like slow people down a little bit and it tastes just like. (laughs) That's the way
0: they peel it back. It's slowly. It's almost like
1: a milkshake. It was so good. And so when you get the tour, they give you a free, like a token for a free Guinness.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And you get to drink it in the, like, sky bar at the top of the whatever. But so many people would just get it and, like, take a sip and then leave it. am like, fuck you. Swipe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yoink.
1: <laughs> ain't, leaving no,
0: f- ain't leaving no fallen soldiers here at the Guinness yeah. factory, no less. That seems, like, that seems extra shameful. Yeah. it was a, It was a super cool tour. I
1: would highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. Is that when you went in your uh the timeshare Paris, France, England? Yeah. You took Yeah, we, the tube? we stayed in
1: we stayed in Wales and then from there it's it's pretty central like you could we went over to Ireland for like a day or two and then we went over to France for a day or two.
0: Across the channel. Yeah, we went over to the channel. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've known people that like go backpacking or like they go – they've done their Europe trip where they like just bounce around taking like – I don't know what the rail system, but, but like yeah. how interconnected it is between like Holland and Germany and France and all that. And then even to like the UK, that would be sick to just kind of be like living, live out of your suitcase with no transportation, all, yeah, just ride all, that way. It's all pretty
1: close together and – because it's so densely populated, the rail system makes more sense there. Uh-huh. And also they have, you know, like little small commercial flights you can get to just jump around. But yeah, that yeah be it was tough. cool. Paris is a shithole. Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I remember you saying that. <laughs> it, it could be because we were there. I think it was on New Year's Eve. So it, was, it could have just been an influx of shitty oh, yeah, outside like- people. But
0: Peak peak tourism mode. I could see that being like yeah. a local that like, like grinding the shit out of you, like if you've been there ten plus years.
1: Yeah, Those it was just ugly uh, dudes
0: wearing scarves, riding Vespas, smoking
1: cigarettes. Times a <laughs> hundred million people, <laughs> and they're also rude as fuck too. So.
0: <laughs> Super rude. So they hit they hit the stereotype on a couple points.
1: Yeah, when we, when we first got off the train, we went to the line to get, like, a...
0: Oh, yeah, like you a,
1: told me this. Oh, these fucking, this bitch. It was either, like, a bus <laughs> ticket or, like, a subway. No, it was, like, a subway ticket. And we were being very nice, speaking as much French as we could. You know, we weren't just like, hey, I'm American. Do you speak English? You know, it was like, oh, yeah. uh, trying to speak French. Right. And so we waited in this long-ass line. And the lady's like, oh, no, actually, you need to go over and wait in that line. So we go over, wait in that line, finally get to the front. And the guy's like, oh, no, you need to go back and wait in that line. It was the line we were just in. It's like, you bitch. And then we're just Damn. getting hit up by like fake orphans begging for money. And they're super <laughs> aggressive about it. And Damn. Yeah. Anyway, Ireland's cool. So they they
0: they, they home alone. Yeah. Rose, line two yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i got a hyper <laughs> you want us to go to your house and check just on to check on him yeah <laughs> oh man that's been in heavy rotation did you guys hit were you able to hit scotland at all uh we were not we
1: were uh in wales which is like south west mm-hmm. and then we we bopped over to ireland and then over to London and then Paris, but didn't, didn't head north.
0: I would always love to, to check Scotland. out Scotland. I would love yeah, to just go on like yeah. a
1: dude golf trip to Scotland. That would be awesome. Yeah,
0: that would be sick. What is, what's the famous one? Is that St. Andrews? St. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. Super cool. Uh, check out Skyfall. Where James Bond was born.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what did you get on your marksmanship exam? <laughs>
0: Psychological evaluation. I don't know if I have that. Uh, He's like this every day. not as a pack of bees. No, I don't think I do. All right. Well, uh, welcome back uh, to Waxing the Porpoise. Uh, as you've noticed, we've been on a somewhat of a extended hiatus. Taking care of a few things, kind of navigating the, the chaos of going into the holiday season, which kind of thought we need to take a little pause for a little bit. And we're back with episode 82, where we cover The Last Samurai. As always, you got myself, Jim G. Baby. Suck, kid! <laughs> <laughs> and to my virtual right, we have the usual suspect, Steve. Just. Uh... Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks. What's that from? <laughs> American Psycho. Oh, you ever seen yeah. that Christian yeah, Bale? It's been
1: a long time. I, I didn't really like it as much as I was expecting to. It's a lot. Christian yeah, Bale's it, a lot.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a wild ass film for sure. It's one I don't want to like come back to a lot because of how like brutal it can be. But there's some like there are some interesting parts that like make you wonder about the end was it all in his head and like like his his last uh like soliloquy when he's like melting down losing his mind leaving that phone message is is fucking top tier acting yeah i have i have like no memory of it at all it's i I'd, I'd flash back to it one day it's definitely worth it it's got a lot of stuff going on in it for sure especially with a l- little bit older eyes, like kind of the stuff in the background and not just like the horrific nature of what he's doing and what he is, but everything yeah. around it. And there's a little slivers of really dark humor. Like that part always got me like, cause he's this ravenous fucking disgusting serial killer, like Texas chainsaw massacre style dude. And uh, he's all prim and proper and they're eating dinner. And one of his, his piece of shit friends makes like an offhanded Jew joke. And he's like, and cool it with the end of semitic <laughs> remarks. Like that part always got me, cut me deep. Um, cool. Yeah. So we kind of did bullshit before this. So getting right into it. Um, had you, you'd never seen this? Were you aware of, of this in the Tom Cruise canon? Uh, no, never seen it.
1: I was aware that it existed. But for some reason in my mind, I remembered or I misremembered the sort of the atmosphere around it being a, like a joke like oh my god can you believe this movie where tom cruise yeah. pretended to be a japanese guy like in my yeah. mind he was pretending to be a native japanese person mm-hmm. and it and there, there was like laughs around it you know like uh, right what like robert downey jr and tropic thunder like he was leaning in way too hard Right. So then, you know, five or ten minutes into it, I was like, this is so much different than I thought yeah, it was going to be. Yeah, this is not that. Yeah, which is weird. Like, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe it was just like in the zeitgeist no, I, at I'm, the
0: time. I, I think that was there, too. I didn't buy into it that much, but I, I think I was just indifferent to it. But I remember that kind of surrounding it. Like, okay, yeah, Tom Cruise. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a samurai now, you know, like whatever. And I watched it like i don't know the first time was probably it's probably a few years after it had gone out of the theater i would say probably all the way to like 2010 and i was like whoa like this is yeah this isn't what i expected at all but sorry continue uh
1: no i that's pretty much all i knew about it going into it uh i'm an unapologetic tom cruise fan i will say Um, this movie fucking rules. And yes. I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Hell all, yeah! All two and a half hours, didn't mind it one bit. Yeah. Um, if if you if you don't like violence, I could see not liking it. But other than that, there's no excuse for not liking this movie. It's just too it's too good from beginning to end. It it has pretty much everything anybody should be looking for. You know, there's like a fun uh, historical context. Yeah. something I knew nothing about that even like, so I watched it yesterday and even in the last day I've taken like a slight little deep dive just into sort of the, the history of that time. Cause I, I had no idea that was going on. And it's yeah. also so weird when you have two separate like historical timelines that overlap and you had no idea that they overlap because when you think about 1870s post civil war, versus like samurai it seems like they could have been separated by a thousand years and i wouldn't be surprised
0: yeah but to see that they
1: were sort of going on at the same time it's like fuck that's super weird to it is it's weird
0: how how time like even even now i just thought the other day of like you know how old the 60s is like Mm -hmm. the way we think about the 60s and the way we thought about the 60s probably when we were kids Mm -hmm. seemed pretty goddamn ancient and now it's like that's what it is like for the 90s you know for people yeah. coming up you know like that weird way time can how you can perceive it or uh the way you think about it i guess but yeah i mean it's it's the cutoff between something like seemingly so antiquated and like uh like tribal or ancient it's at there's a certain point where there's like a hard a, a roughly you know pretty hard cut off into the modern you know so yeah. that, that was an interesting part like the, these fucking 200 round gatling gun yeah. shits versus people on horseback and sword it's like goddamn.
1: well it's like it, another aspect of that is you know 1870s sounds like so long ago and i think we've talked about this before but there were still at least up until a couple years ago there were living people who were direct descendants like sons of people who fought in the Civil War you know somebody that's wild you know somebody who was fifteen in the 1860s had a kid at 70 or 60 and then right you know their kid is now 70 it's like fuck that's really not that long ago when you mm-hmm. think about it like that but
0: yeah. Yeah, I like the the historical context to this too. It was it was cool because yeah, that's like a total blind spot to me. Like the time between like <clears throat> eighteen seventy and then what's going on here in Japan. Like I don't know. A I don't know how historically accurate it is because I didn't look into that, but I'm assuming it is roughly. Um, but yeah, when you go this deep, I think the next thing I think is like the uh, the Mexican American War, like the Philippine. We went into the Philippines and gave France a breather, uh, which that that one I think is one that that should get more uh, like people should look back at it to see like the the mistakes of the present and the future. It's like it just replays in a fucking cycle. Like you look at the Philippine American War, it's almost exactly what it looks like when we went into Iraq and Afghanistan, and then yeah. the ongoing. Like it's just like. This tepid, hot cold war, all kind of circulating. We still have presence everywhere, but anyway, that's that's one that was definitely eye opening for me. I was like, we're just doing the same shit, yeah, over and over again, for yeah, the same re- to- for the same kind of reasons, but they're just dressed up the pigs dressed up just a little bit differently, you know, yeah, and the propaganda of yeah. machine,
1: yeah, and yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing watching it like, wow, we just refuse to learn from the past. Mm -hmm. With, you know, and I knew you probably really enjoyed the, the plot undertone of like, oh, the uh, American military industrial complex is rearing its ugly head, (laughs) you know, and this guy who is like drinking himself to death because of his participation in brutality and
0: yeah, not to get all hippy dippy about it, but yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I like that they handled it honestly and truthfully. Like he's, he's got, he's seriously fucked up from like, you know, his, his main flashback is led by, uh, uh, his, his nemesis dude. I can't remember yeah. his name. Tony Goldwyn, which he's, he's an awesome heel. He, he plays a, a fucking villain and an asshole really well. Oh, he was okay. a ghost. Exactly. Yeah. He played the villain who backstabbed, uh, the Sways in the in Ghost, and he gets his comeuppance at the end too. Never he plays that it. role really good. Damn, I guess I'm not gonna come out like saying you gotta watch Ghost, but I don't think you would not. I think you would enjoy yourself. Whoopi is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the Sways man, uh, it it's actually pretty graphic. It's it's kind of tense. There was a couple scenes when I watched as a kid that kind of like scared me. There, there's like this scene in a subway with this crazy dude. Like there's these, these ghosts Their their depiction of ghosts and ones that take you to the other side is pretty fucking frightening. Like the bad, the dark side that takes you if you go to hell <clears throat> anyway. um, Yeah. Like, so Tom Cruise, you know, he, he had to like, he was pretty unwilling. He didn't know what he was getting into. And ended up massacring, like, women and children, Native Americans, uh, led by this dude played by Tony Goldwyn. So that's, like, one of the main things that's fucking with him really bad. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one
0: thing to
1: kind of backtrack a little bit from my hippy-dippy standpoint before. It's one thing to be involved in, like, a battle, you know, (laughs) with – able warriors that you, you can tell he has a lot of respect for uh the the native fighters you know he says like they're brave they're awesome they're brave. all this shit it, it it's a bridge much too far when they're like we're just gonna go slaughter this whole village for essentially no reason at all just to do it
0: right yeah I mean, <clears throat> and even in like real, actual, like I guess "quote unquote" legitimate like battle, there's always going to be you know collateral damage from that too. That that has to be deemed you know like a uh, an acceptable risk or an acceptable consequence of things. But yeah, for like this is almost squarely you could call it murder, like mass murder. Is what kind of what? Yeah, because what
1: is uh, there was a there was that really cool line. Or conversation between him and Katsumoto, where he's talking about like having nightmares about oh yeah 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 the evil shit he's done, and Katsumoto's like, "You're not going to have nightmares if you if you don't believe you did anything wrong," sort of thing. Like,
0: right? Yeah, I think totally butchering that. I think he said something about, um, "You only have nightmares if if you're ashamed of something that you did, or something like that." if you have shame, like, cause that, that whole dynamic is big with Katsumoto and, and the samurai and the Bushido and all that with the idea of shame and how <clears throat> we'll get into it. But, um, cool. yeah, cause I, yeah, cause so I, I, de- cause I doubt a lot of, I doubt a lot of world war two
1: veterans came home and had a lot of shame and were committing suicide. And then, and then numbers that, you know, current, unfortunately current vets are,
0: Right. Dude, I was just watching, I told you I rewatched Band of Brothers and I watched, uh, there's multiple documentaries out there, but there's one that they made to, uh, as a companion with the Band of Brothers series. I can't remember. I think it's called We Fight Alone or something, Uh, but it's like a two hour documentary of the real, that uh, 101st Airborne Division that were still alive at the time and a couple of the guys were talking about like when world war Two popped off and they were called to action you know uh he said like a lot of people from small towns uh they didn't have anything going on and that was like a big thing for them like this this one guy said in my town alone there was four guys that commit suicide because they they wouldn't let them in like they yeah. couldn't go fight yeah us. i feel like i heard Fuck. that same thing that's wild. And then yeah, they were talking about like this wasn't just like a battle or screens. This was a world war, you know, like at that time, like, you know, that going on, that that's a different, that's a different thing. Right. I wish I could articulate that better. But when you have like the Adolf Hitler and like, you know, like these massive forces mobilizing, like in a true world war scenario, I bet it's it's totally different five but um. yeah
1: people people faking their age so they can go and fight instead of you know like a, like a vietnam where people are like this this war is total bullshit so i'm gonna try to do everything i can to get out of it <laughs>
0: there's a one guy too. his name was shifty powers and he fucking he snuck in at like 15 and a half and Mm -hmm. he made it all the way through. He was like a veteran of D-Day, uh, Bastogne, which was a huge, like the battle of the bulge. And he came out of it. And at the very end, it shows him interviewed and he's like, I just don't rightly know how I'm going to tell my parents about this. He just (laughs) fucking booked it. He just (laughs) left and didn't tell him where he went. It's like, dude, that's wild. So he came back at like age, like 19, having like a purple heart and like all this crazy, all these accolades with this famous company, like, Hey, yeah. son, good to see you. <laughs> like, Holy shit. Um, cool. All right. So, uh, I guess to set the stage, yeah, we're in 1876 and this dude, Tom Cruise, uh, his name is Nathan Algren. He's a captain in the United States army X. And he's like drinking himself away. He's working for Winchester rifles, just being like a spokesperson going up to these different, like fair world's fair looking type things, carnivals, expositions and such. And then he gets, uh, uh, selected to, to go over to Japan and help train their army. Uh, cause they're rapidly modernizing and, they're trying to push out the last these last vestiges of the samurai way led by a fellow named Katsumoto who still holds a, an official position uh on the the emperor's council in Japan alongside all these like robber baron looking motherfuckers so it's totally like it's like the times are like button right up against each other like they even try to make him take his swords off when he they come in to have their formal meeting and he's like fuck no he's like but so that's that's kind of where the stage is set, and then we get in pretty pretty quickly uh, into a, a battle against the samurai, and Tom Cruise is just fucking like he he has nothing to lose. He he seems like he wants to die, like he just can't bring himself to do it himself. So he wants to go out, out and in battle, maybe, but he's just going ape shit, and he catches the eye of. Katsumoto like he like Katsumoto sees something in this warrior you know and uh I, I do love just to back up real quick I do yeah. love the part where they're trying to convince him to come to
1: Japan to train their army and they're offering him a shit ton of money and he's just hammered like eh, I don't know I'm not I'm not going to and then his colonel's trying to or former former colonel's trying to convince him and he's like I'll fight the samurai against the Japanese I'll fight the Japanese against the samurai I don't care for any amount of money, but he's like, I would kill you for free. Oh yeah, you know, it's like, oh shit.
0: Yes, and Get this is the ass. guy alluded to previously, Tony Goldwyn, who he formerly served with, and who made him lead that charge to kill all those, you know, all those women and children that they massacred. So yeah, yeah he's got it. An and out the for flashbacks were
1: awesome. Like the cinematography was awesome from beginning to end. Scenery loved it
0: yes yeah it's it's a beautiful film for sure and it's it made me kick myself because I was like man this it sucks because this I I feel like it's it's rated highly um, which it is but it it's not really talked about much um, yeah well the rating is confusing to me as is normally the case when
1: we discuss these things uh, IMDB is 7.8 which is solid for IMDB. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what But
1: Rotten Tomatoes is sixty-six with the critics and eighty-three with the people. Hmm. I don't know why the critics didn't like it. I do have a really cunty review that awesome. we can talk about later. But um Yeah, and also also to back up to right before he gets captured, um they're they're trying to rush the japanese yeah, army that's a good point into the battle and he's like these motherfuckers are not even close to ready they're not yeah. soldiers they're farmers and conscripted just jack offs that they got pulled in and there's that awesome scene where he makes that guy shoot at him and it's fucking awesome if yeah. you haven't if you haven't seen it watch it and then they're like okay um yeah we're gonna go ahead and send you guys anyway, and then that that first battle in the forest is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, when you first see these slaughtered. guys
1: slaughtered, come out of the fog, and you're like, oh yeah, uh,
0: their war scream, their battle screams that precede them yeah. coming in, and it's like perfect, like fog, kind of like low mist, and these like, and you can see all these conscripts, and like they're kind of like looking around, like oh fuck, they're spooked, hearing all this wild shit. Yeah, because when you hear, like, oh, these these uh,
1: people, they're so primitive, they don't even use firearms. You're like, well, how the fuck could they have any chance? And then in that split second, when you first start to see them come out of the forest, like, oh, fuck, this is how.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially, too, because we're these, – these riflemen on the, uh, the Japanese Army side have uh, the old school fucking – Packing the yeah, powder in musket. and stuffing it, musket <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah, you get one shot off, but then you're gonna get your head sliced off but before you get your second fucking ball in. Um yeah, this scene's awesome. And Tom Cruise is holding his own between like four or five of these like upper echelon-looking samurai with the dope ass armor. Yeah. And this this dude in red, this red armor comes over and he he it reminded me of when the the Viper Yeah, gets killed in Game of Thrones. He he like lets it linger a little bit too long. Gets cocky with it, and fucking Tom Cruise takes like this half of a battle flag thing that got ripped, and fucking sticks him right in the neck right before he fucking brings his his katana down on him or whatever. I forgot
1: about the 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 viper and Game of Thrones. That that part was that was rough.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one fucking like. Got me deep down in my plums, like I was like, <laughs> no no, you motherfucker!" This close, yeah, yeah that part pissed yeah. me off, but it was good though. I'm glad because it's like that; those kind of reactions are what it was famous for. And it's like yeah. that's better, I think, than to like just, yeah, got him. Like, yeah, the it's, good it's, guy can't always win, right? Yep. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. So to loop back
1: where we left off, uh, Matsumoto. Is it Matsumoto? Katsumoto. I'm going to butcher these names so fucking bad. I kept
0: thinking that too because Mats was from Black Rain, was uh, Michael Douglas' uh, okay. partner. Okay. Matsumoto. This dude is Katsumoto. Katsumoto. So
1: he obviously can tell that this guy is some kind of badass. So instead of yeah. killing him, he's like, let's bring him home with us.
0: Yeah, let's learn about our new enemy.
1: Yeah. Let's bring this brutal warrior home with us, and I'm gonna put him <laughs> in my sister's home yeah. alone, <laughs> unattended.
0: Uh, and
1: this should work out.
0: <laughs> well, he did he did have that dude that Tom Cruise affectionately named Bob, uh one of the Japanese guardsmen, the older fella, was like on his he was like attached well, to his when head, he went so. for
1: his little strolls. Yeah. But when he was in the house with the sister and the nephews, I feel yeah. like he was unattended. That's fair.
0: <laughs> a couple of my, my small gripes, I guess I have about this or dings. The way I think about him is like, I feel like he was taken in like a little bit too quickly like a little bit too warmly. But maybe that's just maybe that's a, a loss in translation or a difference in culture. But how how much like respect and honor and everything is with them, but I still felt I mean I I feel like the the wife conveyed, you know, like this is fucked up. Like I don't like yeah. this. But the, I feel like the kids and even Katsumoto's son uh what's his name? Nobu Nobutada? Sure. Uh Fuck! What is his name? Was that the the oldest one? Yeah, Nobutada. Yeah, the Katsumoto's son, the the fucking dope archer dude. Yeah, who has an awesome moment later, but uh, he does. I feel, they were all like, I feel like they were a little bit too buddy buddy with him.
1: I would agree, and also his like overnight detox, where he's like sake, and then in dude. the morning he's like, good morning. Oh <laughs> Yeah, I And then the next point. morning he just strolls out like, Hello.
0: Yeah. And he's then, like, All right. I'm a I'm I'm a new man
1: today. I did think it was also funny how quickly he's like, What are these called? And they're like telling him <laughs> chopstick. And then in the next scene he's like speaking fluent. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, like What'd you go, what go by? <laughs> it's like it's a it's
1: a two and a half hour movie. You could have sprinkled in just a little bit here and there before He's like, yeah. "Not only do I know all the words, I can understand it and speak it fluently." Right. That that was about my only Like I half, think they kind of hinted
0: right. at, at maybe his uh propensity for that at least with all of his notes on that they kind of the exposition with all, all of his yeah. notes and and how much he revered like the Native American warriors and like their ways and everything. Um and I, th- I think, I thought one someone said, like, he knew a little bit of their language, maybe, but maybe not. Either way, yeah, he yeah, is that, a very quick study with Japanese. Because uh, Katsumoto asked him at one point,
1: like, oh, you, you learned the native whatever man language? And he's like,
0: teach me one word.
1: He's like, nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you get... Uh, Tom Cruise, he's detoxed, and then immediately, or pretty much immediately, uh, Katsumoto wants to start talking to him, and trying to learn more about his his enemy, um, or their enemy. And uh, it's, I think it catches Cruise's character off guard at like how kind of like welcoming and like like proper things are. He's like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" You know, he's like, "What is all this?" And like, um, and Katsumoto's just, you know, like, "I've introduced myself. You introduce yourself." Like, and he's like, "Wait, I have questions." It's like this. It's a really short meeting, um, and then he kind of kicks him back out, and then it's like this kind of developing montage, like a long, long form montage of him uh like seeing the he's like he talks about they they dedicate themselves to perfection and whatever they do every day like the the goings on of the village how these people interact with one another and I think he starts to he comes to respect it or he's at least really interested in how these people are living so he that's the other thing too it's like the assimilation of it all seems a little weird but i guess he is a different kind of person he's more open to that kind of thing but he he does start assimilating pretty quickly i think it it's sparked by um he sees two kids fighting with with stick like wooden samurai sticks and he comes in and like picks one up off the ground and then we see this dude who fucking wants to kill this guy his name is ujio yeah, <laughs> um, who's a bad motherfucker, uh, and he sees him with like the little kids and the wooden stick, and he goes up and he's got his training stick, and he's like, "All right, let's fucking go," and he just whips <laughs> Tom Cruise like a fucking dog repeatedly. But it's like that that he it's that's his first point at like trying to get a little bit of respect. He he just keeps getting up. He fucking gets the living shit knocked out of him <laughs> and gets up like six times. Yeah. And then they're like, "Fuck. All right. <laughs> like, all right. Stay it's, down." <laughs> yeah. It's like bleeding, it's mud, it's rain and everything. That that was a cool scene. But that dude, uh Ugio is he's actually in a lot of stuff and of late, uh, he was in he played Scorpion in the most recent uh Mortal Kombat and he was fucking rad in it. Super awesome how recent the newest mortal combat that came out in 2021 have, oh, you, have you not seen that one or you even no. know anything about it it's pretty dope i like it i liked it a lot scorpion i i think it's pretty unanimous they nailed scorpion and that dude yugio plays him fucking awesome he has that um you know like scorpions get over here thing oh, yeah. I, I can't remember what they call that the real it's like a triangular shaped fucking metal thing that has a loop in it that you put a Uh rope in i can't remember what the fuck it's called but there's a fucking couple scenes where he uses that like it's a flashback to like ancient japan and he fucking wrecks shop with that thing and it's a hard r it's it's a lot of fun um but yeah that's the other thing too about this like the the how you said like the if you're not if you don't like violence and films and like these kinds of movies, you know, it might not be your cup of tea, but I would argue that I, th- I feel like they played this R pretty clean. Like there wasn't a ton of like really graphic bloody, like compare this to like Braveheart. I feel like Braveheart's like yeah. another step up. Um, even yeah. though they're both rated R. I mean, the decapitation scenes one that's pretty, I just couldn't think of any other criticism really. Like that's the only thing I yeah. could ascribe
1: it to is like if somebody's like oh I don't I don't like you know
0: yeah for people like that like almost any level of violence so it's probably going to turn them off but I would say they handled like like I wasn't like craving more I wish they had more gore I think they balanced it pretty well um, yeah yeah because it
1: it wasn't like over the top kill bill katana you know right spurting. Blood fountains, but <laughs> yeah. So then, then he really sort of ingratiates himself when, and this part was also fucking awesome when the ninjas. This Kongo is one attack. of my
0: favorites. This is one of my favorite scenes. I, dude, I, I, so I, I vacillate. I vacillate between this and a couple other scenes, but I think this is my favorite. This is the one that gets me the most fucking jacked. A dude boner, a broner. Yeah, especially the way they cap it off at the end when they're all like yeah fuck yeah dude like i remember i was like dude this is just like i saw yesterday when i watched it for this i was like fuck yeah this holds up because that part is badass so yeah cruz has become like he's wearing like samurai garb and shit and like he's been trusted with the sword he almost kills fucking Ugio. like they both come they're like they're battling and they come neck to neck and it's like a, a moment of respect. Like Ugio's is like, okay, this guy's not just like a tourist maybe, um, but he has my respect. Cause he's like learning the ways and he's like, whatever. So they're having like, it's like this kind of like, things are going well and they're having like a theater performance at their outside their main temple or square in the village and Cruz sees he sees something because he's like, you know, the soldier always first. And he's kind of like keeping an eye, like looking around and he sees some shadowy figures up on the roof pitch. And then I guess it was some I, at first, I didn't know if it was like a neighboring, like uh rival samurai leader. But then later on, you know, I was like, oh, that's right. They were just like assassins hired by, um. Someone we didn't mention, but the one of the native Japanese people, like robber barons basically, that is really trying to exploit the shit out of his land and trying to make deals and like modernize with with the rest of the world and he doesn't give a shit who uh, yeah, gets in his way. He's kinda of kind of like, kind of like the Dick Cheney. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's he's the guy with the business interest with the political influence.
0: Right. Yeah. He's got, he's, he's in the emperor's ear. Who is this like nubile. He's like, he looks like he's 17 and a half year old emperor. And he's, he's very like meek and, uh, that's a whole other story. He's He's like the, -um. um, he's the -um (laughs) fucking emperor of this flick. So just, if you know that, then there you go. Um, but yeah, so they get ambushed and, uh, just all hell breaks loose and they just start defending and fucking fucking shit up left, we right, the, foot, and center.
1: Those ninjas have those sick, like, cat claw. Yes. Dagger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said bows in the house. Yeah, bows in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cats I, think, in the I house. think this is
1: where, where uh, Tom Cruise really solidifies himself as, like, A badass motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he becomes part of the tribe after this uh, because he he defends with honor and they fuck up like 85 assassins. I don't know how many. I like that it keeps coming. Like, I kept thinking like, oh, okay, this is the last part. These are like the last fucking red shirts they have to get rid of here. But then it's just like, boom, two more and then like four more come out. It's like, it's such a satisfying... It's, like, not too short. Like, fuck, I wish that would have gone, gone longer. And it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's, like, perfect, like, amount of, like, intense, rapid, really cleanly choreographed, I felt like. I felt like there was no wasted shots in each, like, fight scene for each person they highlighted and who got killed. Like, it was just perfect. Pitch perfect.
1: Yeah, I agree because, I mean, they're not going to send a group of 100 if it's it's if it's supposed to be like a um like a tactical quiet surgical you know attack right but they're definitely not going to send 5 so yeah when they first show the the handful of guys and then the like second wave keeps coming it's like okay yeah i, I could believe that they would send like 15 20 yeah 30 like nothing about that seemed unusual me.
0: Yeah, because you could see them having like 12 or 15 archers kind of around the perimeter alone, maybe yeah. in there. And then they're part of the second wave that drops their, their bows and comes down. Yeah, I would say it felt like somewhere between like 15 and 30 that come and try to take them on and they all just get fucking bodied. Um, Tom Cruise saves Katsumoto at one point. Katsumoto saves him right back when he fucking sails that piss missile katana (laughs) into the back of that dude. Fuck, that part's so awesome. I love that part. Even the sister gets in on it with the shorter. I think it's like the... I can't remember what blade it's called. It's what they they reserve for the fucking Harry Uh, Carey. Is that the seppuku? Yeah, seppuku. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference between seppuku and harakiri um, I know there's a difference I can't remember There where is it was. maybe for what reason I think, you do I think, it. So I looked it up
1: or I was reading about it the other day and supuku, or however you say it is the act of like shame-based suicide. Okay. But I think I think Harry Carey translates to like stomach cut or something like that. Oh, no, they're
0: the same thing. It's also called seppuku. But I think seppuku is the proper term. Oh, okay. From
1: what I understand, feel free to... It says
0: seppuku, also called harakiri, is a form of Japanese ritualistic suicide by disembowelment. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. And (laughs) yet, they actually have one of the scenes back earlier in the first battle, they show this older general who looks like he was conscripted against his wishes or like yeah he had a a crisis of confidence later and was like fuck i don't want to be doing this like he, he was a former samurai like he fought alongside katsumoto and then at the end of that very first battle at the beginning he fucking gives himself up and he wants to he he asks for like the opportunity to be killed by um katsumoto but yeah. they do both like he fucking stabs himself in the gut and then katsumoto fucking slices his head off and cruz sees that that's like the last thing he sees before he's hauled off as prisoner so that's one of the stumbling blocks he has when he's talking to him and he's like he's like but you would do that you're savage or whatever and katsumoto's like it was a good death you know like and talks about like the like the honor like he asked me to take his life like because of his shame because he crossed lines and you know like this was a good thing you know whereas Cruz is like he just lopped his fucking head off man (laughs) like so
1: yeah so that was that was hasagawa who when they first sent them up to fight he's like i'm not gonna go fight katsumoto because that's that used to be my boy yeah and then when they defeated him he's like all right well i'm just gonna gut myself and then you find out later that or maybe maybe it's something i read that it was traditional if somebody's gonna gut themselves that it's like additional honor for somebody else to behead them to make sure that it happens quickly ah So, and he tried, I think he even tries to explain it to Tom Cruise, like, yeah, he. I mean, he was going to kill himself out of shame, and I was happy to do my part to make it painless for him, you know?
0: Right, that's a good Which, point. Yeah, to did. an
1: outsider, looks insane. It looks like he just cut his head off for no reason. Yeah,
0: but there's like a, there's an element of mercy there, because yeah, like the full-on seppuku is like, involves oh, like... God. Like you got, it's not just a one stab. It's like, they have to like cut like up to the sternum and shit. And they have to like ritualistically like yeah, hand fucking like press like pesto and shit or like pasta. They have to unfurl their fucking guts out of their stomach. It's like, oh, well, God that's a,
1: damn, dude. I imagine that's a slow death, but that, oh, if, they, that's, if they sever your spinal cord, that's pretty, pretty quick. So yeah, I mean, it, it probably looks bad, but it really is merciful.
0: Yeah, totally, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after I this have introduced
1: him, myself. You have introduced yourself. <laughs> I
0: yeah, love the way that. he talks to his English. Like dude, how he read- he almost seems like a little kid, kind of when he's learning about all this new stuff, and he's this crazy, like badass dude, you know, who like commands all this respect. And
1: I read something that said he had been in a bunch of either American or English movies before, but this was the first movie he spoke
0: English in. Yeah. He's big in Japan way before this. And this was kind of, yeah, this was like his His, first, his
1: English uh, was so good.
0: I I was really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. This was his first uh, opening to uh, the Western uh, film. And then he's been in a lot of stuff since then. He was in, um, he played Raz al Ghul in Batman Begins, um, which was – I think that was right after this, two years after this. Then he was in Memoirs of a Geisha, um, Letters from Iwo Jima, the fucking uh, – the counterpart to Flags of Our Fathers by Clint Eastwood about um, the battle of Iwo Jima, the flag raising and all that. So they he shot – have you ever seen those two? No. No. Flags of Our Fathers is like a private Ryan. It's it's not as good, but it's like a private Ryan in the Pacific. And he d- it's like a full two and a half hour from the American side point of view. And then Letters from Iwo Jima is kind of back and forth, but mainly is from the Japanese point of view. And this oh, dude plays Katsumoto. Uh, Ken Watanabe is like one of the main dudes in that. I also uh, haven't many- seen any
1: of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like the first one a lot. Uh, A lot of people love the second one. I think it's a little overrated, but Heath Ledger's dope in it. The third one's like, meh. Batman Begins is solid. It's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Liam Neeson's is in it.
1: Liam Neeson's.
0: Yep. Uh, (laughs) Then he was in Inception. Uh, He played Saito. Um, He was in Godzilla, Transformers. Yeah, he's been in a ton ton of shit uh, over in the States now, too, so. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's awesome. He's a great actor. Um, yeah, he did a great job. I liked him. Like, I felt like I had seen him in more stuff the same way I thought too, so too. As, as the dude who played Mots in um Black Rain. I could have sworn he was in more. But yeah, he, he really fucking kills it at the, as this guy. Um, <clears throat> what happens now?
1: Well, then from here... They realize like, oh, these assassins were sent by sent by Amora on behalf of the emperor, and they're like, all right, well, uh, we're gonna head to Tokyo, and we're gonna we're gonna cut you loose, and we're gonna yeah. meet with the emperor, and that's when we meet this little crybaby bitch.
0: Yeah, this emperor is just like fucking. I guess Katsumoto used to be his teacher, his mentor, or some something. Yeah. Yeah. And you see it's so sad when you see Katsumoto like bowing, like so low to the ground, like when the emperor's like to just tell me what to do. He's like 19. Yeah. And like, even then, like Katsumoto had, he had his ear. He could have done anything. He could have been like, this is what you need to do. Do exactly this. And this will be the right thing, you know, or whatever. Well,
1: I mean, it just goes to show that he actually believes in the,
0: in the divinity whatever, of the Emperor, whereas... Right, the actual idea of the thing, like, he's not fronting at all.
1: Yeah, whereas the other guy is, like, just trying to influence him to, to better himself. So, yeah, yeah, you're watching it like, fuck, man, just tell him, like, fuck all these other guys. Let's roll deep, old school. Yeah. Fuck yep. all your, like, Western clothes and railroads and shit. Mm-hmm. But he's like, nope, I, I trust in you. Uh, you'll make the right decision. You did not. And so, yeah, this is where the, uh, Omura and basically the, the establishment realizes, well, it's funny because at the same time, Tom Cruise realizes, oh shit, these are my guys. Fuck, fuck the regular Japanese people. They realize, oh shit, he's about to turn. So they're like, follow him. If he goes back,
0: kill him. It's like, if he gets anywhere near Katsumoto, fucking kill him.
1: Yeah, because he knows so,
0: he's like, yeah, he's turned him. He's he's no longer on our side, quote unquote.
1: Yeah, and then this is when we get. I mean, this has got to be one of the top three or four. Fuck yeah! Parts of the whole movie where he just takes yes. out like six guys.
0: I like the way they shot it too. Like they they, because some films they'll do that they'll do that little gimmick where they'll be like, we're gonna play half of this next skirmish in slow-mo and show you how he thought through everything and the moves and then they go boom and then they rewind it and then you see the full i like how they did this they just jump right into it and he's fucking battling and then they stopped it right before the penultimate part or the really the fucking cherry on top part then they go back and they show him like how what his thought process was during that fucking like disarming one dude and taking on five yeah. and just fucking him up um and then they come back and then you get the cherry on top when he fucking like that form the way he, dude that was so sick yeah that's this and the the battle preceding this where he like earns his fucking stripes those are the two that i remember like the most that were like yeah that'll it it's it's in the pantheon of like badass action movies and I like how they set it up too, like he's he walks into the square and then he suddenly realizes everything's quiet. And then you see one dude step out of the shadows, and then he fucking turns and he's like measure, he's sizing him up and everything, and then just it's go. Yeah.
1: This movie rules. That's all there is yeah. to it.
0: Yeah. This 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 scene where he takes on the six dudes and beheads the fucking last uh Main sub boss is fucking awesome. And then he's like, all right, we got to get the fuck out of Dodge. And then, um, he amscraze back with, uh, Katsumoto and his tribe. And, uh, or no, they have to go break out Katsumoto. That's right. That's yeah. where his son Nobutada fucking eats it as like a fucking savage. But, um, yeah, I was like, God damn it. I knew I knew something happened to him, but I, th- I thought he made it out of this and died later at the last battle. So it was kind of – it was – I don't know. It's pretty bittersweet because this guy has been like one of uh, Cruz's buddies. Like he, he's been like right next to him. Like he's, he's treated him really well, and he's a younger kid, you know, but he's got like the battle stripes and everything, and he, he goes down with his fucking boots on too. He's <laughs> – pretty fucking awesome even right before that like the embrace like when his dad knows like my my son's fucking dying and he's gonna go out in a fucking blaze of glory they don't play it up they don't make it super sugary or saccharine like he just looks at him and they fucking you know they have a, a knowing like look and and then well, he fucking fuck, just he goes looks at him off for,
1: he looks at him for so long i was waiting he does. for even just like one or two words like I know you died well, or you're gonna die well, or I'm proud of you. I love you. Anything, and
0: he's just like, boom. I think <laughs> the I think the eyes say it, though, and like his face yeah. tenses up. I think that there's there's some there's a mind thing going on there between them. That I, that's what I told myself because it is like as much as I like the way they played it out, you there's a part of you that wants them just to be like, you're fucking badass, like yeah doing it you know like well, something in and, but...
1: and the boy and the kid is like just leave i'm not gonna make it and then they yeah. leave and then he gets this like second wind and he's like yeah. i'm just gonna take out 10 more guys and then he gets shot like 150,000 times it's like yeah, fuck maybe he could muskets. have made it <laughs> maybe he could have made it if not for the thousand gunshots he just took to the chest yeah but yeah, what a yeah. What a badass!
0: Yeah, that's an awesome scene. So then they they get back to the to the homeland and and they they start battle preparations and I guess we won't really go into like this. There, there's some nice moments with the sister. Um, so the the woman whose husband Tom Cruise murdered and she now nursed him back to health and everything. Like he, he said, he gives his, like, he actually verbalizes, I'm sorry for what I did, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I get it. It was like honor, you know, it was like his time, whatever. So they're cool. Um, well, and even, it didn't even feel super even, cheap.
1: Even Katsumoto was like, give him a break. Your husband was trying to kill him and he just got yeah. him first. Like that's the right. way it works, you know?
0: Yeah. You know what you're signing up for? And I mean, how many others did did he do that to, too? You know, so yeah, um, yeah. So they have their moment, and um, I I know we skipped over it. It was a while back, but can you can you guess what my favorite comedic part? There's not very many, but can you guess what my favorite comedic part of this film was? Um, I would guess.
1: It has something to do with Tom Cruise walking around with Bob. Yes. Um, <laughs> but which part? Um, is it where he's like, you're not very talkative, or something like that?
0: Mm hmm.
1: All right. That's the Am same. I
0: close? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> can I call <laughs> this you Bob? Old ja- yeah. <laughs> this old Japanese dude. Uh, Tom Cruise is like, I'm going to call you Bob. He's like, yeah, you're not much of a talker, huh, Bob? He's like, you ladies, man, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that part. That's like, yeah, that's like the only sliver of comedy in this film. But um, so yeah, so they make their their war prepos- preparations and uh, Cruise Relays the the story of the the battle of the 300 at Thermopylae, and Katsumoto was like fucking boner alert. Like, tell me more about these men, like, dude. I've
1: got to say, this movie must have inspired 300, right?
0: It's dude. It predates it by like five years at least. Yes,
1: because I I looked it up because the speech about three the 300 and. Like the scene with the arrows shooting up, mm-hmm. it must have been like a dude boner inspiration yeah. for 300.
0: Yeah, I'd believe it because I remember I remember reading about it in like history books growing up as a kid, but it didn't really like seeing it talked about in a film. And in like a wider media, I could see someone being like, "Oh, that's interesting." Three hundred people held off a million. Like, why isn't yeah. that talked about a little bit more? You know, that would make for for a dope fucking movie. I haven't seen that movie in years. I think that's one I only watched like once or twice because it was like a theater experience, and I was like, "That was dope." Like,
1: yeah, same here.
0: Um.
1: So, yeah, he gives they him do- the, the inspirational speech about the, <laughs> the 300.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Katsumoto immediately is like, tell me more about these people. Um, he did the same thing earlier, too. Like, it's kind of a callback to uh, Custer. Because mm-hmm. uh, Katsumoto's talking to Cruz about, like, you know, what he did and f- fought against the. Like he, like Katsumoto is aware of the native American warriors and their spirit and their, um, their reputation. And, and he's like, uh, he asked him about a battle. Um, and he's like, yeah, Custer, he's like, I have heard of this general. Uh, and you can tell Cruz is like talking about him with disdain. Like he fucking, he, he was, he fell in love with his own ego and, a whole bunch of his soldiers died for it. Yeah. Uh, it was like 216 or 210 men against like 5,000 Indians. Like what is that the ba- the massacre at Little Bighorn? Little Bighorn. Okay. Um yeah, and then uh Katsumoto's like he's like wow, what did he say? He's like he he's, died he's well full-hearty. or something. Yeah, like- he was like he's like he was full hardy and brash and he's like He's like, he sounded like an amazing, yeah, he died well or whatever, you know, and crew, that's that's where they butt heads at the beginning, too. He's like, no. And I wonder how they reconcile that, too, because, like, Katsumoto thinks that's dope, but he doesn't have the full picture of it, you know, too. So it's it shows, too, that, like, his ideology has its flaws, too, you know, and, like, yeah. not everything is full of fucking honor and, like, the way that you guys are portraying. Be, yeah, there's you know, a difference
1: between doing something honorable and something foolish that gets all of your men
0: killed, right? Out of ego and like you know, a, yeah. A drive prin- for principle notoriety. is one thing, but
1: but ego is another for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I did like this this kind of uh this trap this setup this first salvo oh, that yeah. they have in their defense with they they fucking soak these like haystack ball looking things and like I don't know what the fuck that was kerosene or whatever they had that mimicked fucking some flammable shit sake 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 oh man. The classic one night detox yeah. and film. <laughs> Those are awesome. Good um, morning, <laughs> dude. You know who does one fucking like that's really like soul wrenching and hardcore as fuck is um, Leonardo DiCaprio in the Basketball Diaries, nineteen ninety four. This is right in Gilbert Grape era. Dude, he's like a junkie heroin never seen junkie either. that plays that plays basketball, yeah. dude. He is going through it. That motherfucker can act, dude. Straight up. Like, I didn't watch that till later in life. And then I saw it and I was like, okay. Between that and Gilbert, it's like, say what you want about the guy. Like, that, that dude can fucking. Like, I totally bought that he was like hook, line, and sinker that he was like. It's like a pretty nightmarish depiction of being in the throes, you know. Like, trans body. Just one more fucking hit.
1: Oh, honey. Hi.
0: Hey, Lola. How's she doing? Better? She's good. Yeah. Better now?
1: Yeah, On the she, mend? She better be. We spent $1,900. <laughs>
0: having- <laughs> oh,
1: no. Just to make her feel better.
0: She's good. Oh, man. We're going to get a, a cloaca, a butthole shot? Oh, <laughs> 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 Uh yeah, so they, they line this trench and then they do like a they do a fun like uh flanking maneuver and they have they have some archers set up and then they do this crazy battle and um this one definitely felt reminded me of Braveheart. Felt like one of those one of those full scale fucking eyeball to eyeball kind of things. Um and I like kind of that they highlighted each one of like the outside of like the stand-in samurai like you have Ugio goes out like a fucking badass yeah. uh bob goes out like a fucking badass I, that one stung too i was like ah no bob and even the way they depicted it too tom cruise when he sees bob go down he's like fuck like he's like he's not cool with that happening um there's another big heavy dude like with the the fellow with the beard he gets Mm -hmm. fucked up pretty nasty too Um, but yeah then it then it ends with like this first wave has been decimated by the the modern Japanese army Um, after the samurai been hit with fucking artillery and fucking cannonballs and all this crazy shit and then they start busting out these fucking 200 round a minute or whatever cartridge fed gatling guns and they just start getting fucking mowed but not before we see what's his name again? Tony Goldwyn's character, uh, Bagley. Bagley, and I like at the beginning too when they do their their proper like meetup. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like, "I'll see you on the, I'll look for you on the field," and he does, and he gets him at this end part where like Bagley. I don't know why he goes out there, but he's he's like, "All right, fuck this, I'm gonna finish this and take him down." and Tom Cruise fucking just got that wild eye, and he fucking just nerf balls a fucking katana (laughs) right through his chest, dude. He fucking winged it like the speed of light. That was pretty fun, seeing him just getting fucking taken out.
1: Bagley is such a bitch, because when they first, that first battle in the forest, which I think is my favorite part of the whole movie, that first battle against the samurai in the forest, uh, Tom Cruise is up front, and Bagley's like, uh, shouldn't we go back to the rear where the yeah. uh, generals are? And he's like, fuck no, who's going to lead these guys? Yeah. So I, I, so I wonder if Bagley in this final battle was like, fuck, I should probably go up front yeah. to not, to not be a bitch. Right. And then just take a javelin katana through the heart.
0: <laughs> Dude, he fucking sailed that thing. Right. That was awesome. Um, But yeah, we end up, we get, everyone gets fucking mowed down and then Katsumoto gets fucking shot. He's fucked up. He's about to die and he grabs Cruz and he's like, he's like, help me fucking die with honor or whatever. And he fucking helps him shove his short seppuku blade in his fucking gut, fucking kills him. They die in each other's arms. That part was fucking badass. That was super dope.
1: Well, Tom Cruise doesn't die.
0: Well, Tom Cruise doesn't die, but Katsumoto does. Well, earlier in the film, too, he's talking about, like, the fucking... What is it? The cherry blossom? Yeah. He's like, he's like sometimes in life, you know, you'll never see... You could wait an entire life and and never see a fucking perfect blossom or whatever, and it would be a life well spent.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then, like, that shot, right when he fucking takes that second thrust, and he's fucking like... Fucking chills. Like, and chills. And he looks up, and he, and he sees the cherry <laughs> blossom fucking blooming, and he's all perfect, you know, and he fucking... Yeah, that was an awesome, awesome send off for for cuts. Ken Watamura. Yeah, and then all, all the
1: all the other soldiers take a bow, had a respect, and
0: yeah, you see one of the like the the extra up there. He's like he's getting consumed by like what the fuck he's doing, and he orders everyone to stop shooting. And yeah, it's well, like, a fun. I think,
1: I think the guy who told everyone to stop shooting was the guy that Tom Cruise was training in the beginning. And Omura is, Oh I think, yeah. I might be confusing yeah. different people who might be looking alike, but I think that's why he was so conflicted where Omura yeah. was just like, keep shooting, kill them all. Fuck it.
0: Yeah. And it all like- the other soldiers were just like, I'm just doing what I'm told. This one was like, he was actually, he was thinking about it yeah yep so Cruz makes it out i guess this is another thing too with him i guess it feels a little too like happy ending maybe for my taste but yeah he goes if, back if to the village true story
1: there's no way he's getting out
0: no yeah but it,
1: it was a very they, sweet very sweet ending of you know oh i'm gonna I'm going to take everything that's yours and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes yeah. back to like, okay, yeah, he for sure died on the battlefield. But
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it was sweet for the kids because they sh- They also show at least one of the sons is, is has got attached to Cruz and, and he's pretty bummed when he leaves the first time. But um, another funny moment I really liked that was a little disarming was when Cruz first sets down with dinner. And the littler son with like the fush, the mushroom top bowl cut. Yeah. Like looks at him and goes like ah like he might <laughs> he pantomimes like a lion. He doesn't make any noise, but he opens his mouth like ah. And the look Tom Cruise has when he looks at him is so fucking funny. He's like he doesn't know whether to be like afraid or like what's this little kid doing? <laughs> like what's wrong with your son? <laughs> uh cool. Well, yeah, that was Last Samurai. I'm, I'm glad you dug it. It's it's a sneaky one. It's like I know I love this film, but like I don't think about it a ton. But every once in a while, I'll remember, or I'll be thinking about like a like a period piece kind of action film like this. Like it's right up there with like Braveheart and or like Rob Roy with Liam Neeson's. Um, you ever seen Rob Roy with no. Liam Neeson? Mm-hmm. Came out the same year as Braveheart. And I think it got overshadowed, but it's it's a very similar kind of tale, um, and they both take place kind of at the same time. I think it's Irish. I think he's there's some shit going on in Ireland, similar, but um, yeah, this this is right up there. It's it's an awesome action flick. Um, if you can just drop like the cruise stigma, I know there's things like the whole Scientology, and he's a fucking weirdo, but. Motherfucker can make an action movie. That's all I got to say. And yeah. I just saw this thing the other day, like uh, for any, like, especially mission impossible, but I think it's virtually any movie he's made in like the last 10 years. No insurance companies will bond that those studio films with him as a producer or him as a star. So he he bankrolls, he pays for the insurance bond that covers the entire film out of his pocket for e- and has that on like retainer for each one of his movies. Otherwise no, he couldn't get them made I'm like, damn, that's fucking pretty wild.
1: Yeah. I saw he was a, some either producer or executive producer or something on this. And I, I yeah, I read some piece of trivia that he, he took zero salary for it, but, I mean obviously that's cuz he's getting money on the back end but I mean he he's investing in himself for sure and I've no problem no problem with the man
0: so Top Gun 3 in 2040 and he'll he won't look a day past 45
1: Dude he looks younger in Top Gun 2 <laughs> than he does in this movie <laughs> I will be the first in line <laughs> right on um yeah i mean there was there was only one piece of trivia that i thought was kind of interesting where yeah they were doing like sword play training with actual swords and tom Mm -hmm. cruise was on some kind of like mechanical bull i don't know why but when they were or mechanical horse that's what that's what it was and so, but the me- the mechanical horse malfunctioned, and so when his counterpart went to swing, the the horse was supposed to duck. It didn't, and the guy was able to stop an actual sword like an inch from
0: <laughs> his holy shit from taking his head off. Fuck that! Damn, that's crazy. We almost didn't have a Top Gun too. Oh, don't that's even wild. say that. guess this was filmed in New Zealand weird yeah
1: yeah super pretty scenery
0: yeah pretty country for sure that's one place I've always wanted to go like New Zealand or Scotland really fucking sound like awesome places to be I'm a fan of the coast so I think I'm that's a big part of it too yeah like water like mountains and shit and like dope cities
1: they both have both. I do have a fun cunty review. That Yeah, let's do it. This is, it's for sure a repeat publication. I don't know if it's a repeat cunty reviewer, but this is from our friends over at the World Socialist website, which is just, it's so funny to me that they have a movie review section. (laughs) Why? (laughs) I don't know, but it it just (laughs) makes me laugh. So, our friends over at the World Socialist website, (laughs) this guy's name is David Walsh. This fucking idiot, I'll say. (laughs) This dumb fuck. Listen listen to this review. Uh, So, the director's name is what? uh, What is it? David Zwick? Edward, Edward Zwick. Edward Zwick. Zwick. Okay. So, his review says... Zwick's film idealizes the noble savage, in quotes, and denigrates modern society not from the point of point of view of a serious critique of capitalism, but, but in a misanthropic, right-wing populist manner. What the fuck is this guy talking about? I, I think it's the exact classroom. opposite. I think it's the opposite.
0: Say it again. He says... The
1: film idealizes the noble savage and denigrates modern society not from the point of a view of a serious critique of capitalism, but in a misanthropic, right-wing populist manner. I think it's the exact opposite of what this dumb fuck thinks.
0: Yeah, how could you... <sighs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just the idea of calling
1: it a noble savage in quotes... It's the opposite. I know of that's
0: that. a that's a term that's used. It is, and,
1: but I don't think but, it applies to this type of movie.
0: No, not at all. Because you can tell, like the like Katsumoto and his, they're not so far removed. They 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 have ideas of honor and yeah. respect, and <laughs> they're they're much more uh, on the the farther end of the spectrum away from like savage tribal. Peoples, you know? Like look how he, he took in an enemy and they assimilated, they changed, they talked about different things, you know, like yeah. That sounds way too fart sniffy and academic. It's like that's not go back to the classroom <laughs> poindexter.
1: Yeah. Go
0: fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dude, it's funny, uh, another bad review. Um our, our friend Miles, who's been on for yeah. a, a few shows, he was actually a guest recently on the Straight Chilling podcast. Uh, they they covered uh, the new Godzilla movie, Godzilla Minus um, One, because Miles is a huge kaiju Godzilla fan. So they had him on, and uh, they were reading a couple shitty reviews, and towards the end, there was like a kind of a wink and a nod to us. Uh because they read the shitty review, and Miles piped up in the background. And he's like, "It's like, where was that review from, Bitch Media?" <laughs> 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 and I was dying when I oh, heard that part. Yeah. I was like no, nobody else <laughs> knew what the fuck. He's Bitch Media. What? I fucking, I died. Oh yeah. man! Check out that, that was a couple weeks ago. That was their Godzilla minus one episode number four fifty two. Uh, at the That's straight awesome. chilling, boys, yeah, that was super dope. Did someone order a um, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is a very good conversation, indeed. do You have any final thoughts about this one before we wrap it up? No,
1: I don't think so. I would highly recommend it. That's
0: all. Word. Okay. Oh, one thing I wanted to before we took our hiatus, I didn't. We didn't have a chance to plug it, and I, uh, on one of our episodes, and I've been a fucking lazy bastard on our socials uh, promoting anything. So my apologies, but I wanted to give a shout out to Anna Hanner and Hunter at the Cinnamon Slab Podcast. Our oh, last yeah. episode. I think before we took a little hiatus, we covered um the fourth kind. Yeah. With Mia Jovovich. Uh that was a ton of fun. I yeah, that was fun. Really enjoyed that episode. So go check them out. It's pretty recent. But yeah, we had a great time on that one that was fun talking about that because that's one too like i i watched just once or twice and it freaked me the fuck out so i was really (laughs) i was i was psyched to go back and revisit it and it even though i wasn't as hot on it as i was when i watched it back in like 08 when it came out or something like that we still had a great time episode 38 uh the fourth kind go check out uh the cinema slab podcast they're they're awesome they have a really good show um And we had a great time with them Uh, looking forward to next week. I don't know what we're going to be talking about. So it'll be a, it'll be a surprise episode. Uh, So stay tuned, but the intention is to be back uh, full time again. So um, maybe in the future we might switch it up, but I think getting back on the, the weekly train will be fun and get back into the swing of things. So, Appreciate y'all uh, for for tuning in and uh, tune in next week to see what we got going. Oh, Twitter, Waxing the Porpoise, all the socials, whatever. I'm going to skip it. This one, you know where to find us. Um, it's a series of tubes. Uh, so thanks for listening and we will see you when we see you and we'll see you later.